I have been looking forward to this evening, though. Why? Is it because it's February the 4th? No. I'm That's typing. a pretty good okay. date. Yeah. I'm trying to cleverly and discreetly write down a timestamp. It's when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Because I have been looking forward to talking about Velma with oh, you okay. and Kelsey for, okay. what is it, like a week and a half, maybe two weeks? Yeah, I know. Because every day that I talk to you, you're like, have you watched Velma yet? Oh, my God. I can't wait to talk to you about Velma. Oh, yes. see you for the podcast. We're going to talk about just, Every time I talk to you, Velma comes up. Yeah. And then so finally <laughs> she watched it and she starts giving me all of her thoughts. And I was like, save it for the pod. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. I'd like you to know that I, I put one of my opinions in my, uh, like my Monday podcast chat and I got ripped to fucking hell for it. I, okay. <laughs> so I don't know your opinions on it quite yet. And I have been okay. waiting for this. So let me tell you my journey with Velma for dear listener. Cause this will be the, the big segment. That's finally, we talk okay. about Velma. This is the one that he's been clenching those Yeti hairs for, you know. I've been, I have, I've got my Yeti hairs balled up into a dreadlocks right now. I am like Rasta okay. Yeti, the, uh, okay. because I've just been on pins and needles waiting for this. Okay. It was yeah. about a week ago, and I when Velma came out, I heard everything that most everybody who is in like our circles heard. Like the Friday nights, Friday night tights crew were like, "Dude, this show fucking sucks." This is peak wokeness. They said it. This is like as bad as it'll probably get, and it'll start to like. It'll stay this low and then it'll start to go up. But this is peak woke bullshit. And I was like, wow, dude. And I saw like Critical Drinker put out a video. My whole like YouTube had and like on Twitter, just a bunch of people shitting on Velma. I was like, this show must be terrible. But I don't care. Like, I, what do I care about Velma? I don't really care about Mindy Kaling. Like, I don't care. So it can be terrible. So then eventually, Kelsey, she went and watched it. And she was like, bro, I made it through two. Is this, is it my audio that's shitty? Yeah, I'm muted right now. So it's not me. I hear clicks and pops. So shoot, is that me? I heard it too. I heard it too, even when I was muted. Well, that's got me worried. Is that um, me when I have my phone by the mic? Probably. It could sound like, you know how uh, cell phone data going back and forth can sometimes mess up cables that are plugged yes, in? Yes, that's what's happening. It's me. That could be it. It did sound Okay, so anyway, <laughs> 8750, y'all, where we can stay on track <laughs> for no more than a minute and 30 seconds. And then we got to get distracted. <laughs> So Kelsey watches it. She says that she could only make it through two minutes. It was so fucking terrible. She couldn't even stand it. And it was like, you know what? Baby Yeti's having her nap. Yeti Jr. hasn't woken up yet. I have an earbud in. I'm listening to a podcast. I can just as easily switch over and watch Velma on HBO. No big deal. Like, I should check it out. So I start watching it. And I'm like, immediately, the first scene is like a chick walking out of a shower. And she looks down at these cockroaches on the ground. And then they, they look back at her. And she's like, this school is disgusting. And then the cockroaches start fucking. And she's like, oh, and I'm like, <laughs> that's funny. And then like, th there's like a shower scene and they're talking about how the pilot episode for TV shows are always have like more nudity and uh, obscure violence than the rest of the season. And they're like, what? I find that hard to believe. And like the girls are naked in the shower at the time. So like they're they're being tongue in cheek, being like, yeah, dude, like, why do pilot episodes have so much nudity and naked girls saying this? 
And then, like, these two girls get into a fight, and this third character pops up in the between them and is like, see, if this was a TV show, you guys would be making out right now. And I was like, it's kind of funny. So anyway, I start watching Velma, and it bleeds into that night. And I'm like, dude, this show is pretty funny. I can 100% see why people think that it's woke, but I don't think that they're understanding that whenever a character says a woke thing, another character will then shit on that character or that idea within two minutes. And every now and then there'll be a woke thing at the beginning of the episode that then gets shit on later on in the episode. And I'm like, I'm thinking that a lot of people, they they hear the woke part, they hear the dog whistle and they're like, oh, fuck this show. But then they don't understand that, that that character then will get shit on or we'll get into specific details in a second because once we get to Vex's thoughts. So I then I go to the 8750 Discord and I was like, hey guys, I'm watching Velma and like, it's not that bad. And then a bunch of people came out and were like fuck you idiot <laughs> fuck you in the face is this show is a cartoon garbage. yeah it's a cartoon hmm. like that i do i skimmed vex's thoughts she did like the animation um so i got blown up and what i just i tried to defend myself i was like because tina was like dude like I, well, what I said, I was like, who gives it? She's like, why does, why do these people, you know, like these, why do they have to grab a property and they have to like manipulate it and bend it to their social justice warrior fucking bull? Like, why couldn't you make, like, why couldn't Mindy Keeling make up her own fucking TV show with people in high school doing whatever, solving mysteries or crimes? It doesn't even have to be Scooby-Doo. Like, why are you going to fuck on Scooby-Doo? And like, a lot of times I'd agree with you, but like when it comes to Scooby-Doo, a Hanna-Barbera piece of shit from 1969 that no one fucking cares about who fucking cares if you use scooby-doo it's scooby-doo is not sacred scooby-doo is familiar a bunch of people know scooby-doo but that does not mean scooby-doo is fucking good it's not like when they take star wars and they're like you know what we're gonna make this this is all gonna be about like the migration of native people or like we're gonna shoehorn shit into that like who fucking cares about scooby-doo like what are you gonna get mad that they remake like Fraggle Rock next? <laughs> Who fucking cares about Fraggle Rock? The only reason Scooby-Doo is popular is because it was one of four different TV shows that were even on TV on Saturday morning when people would go and watch, like, kids would wake up, go watch Sunday, Saturday or Sunday morning cartoons, whichever one it was. And it's only because there was no fucking options that everybody knows who Scooby-Doo is. If there was Hulu and Netflix and these streaming wars back in the day and somebody introduced Scooby-Doo for the first time, people would be like, fuck that shit, dude. I'm watching Storybots. No one would care about Scooby-Doo, but then Tina's like, well, I fucking care about Scooby-Doo. And I was like, Ugh, whatever. I don't even... I was gonna say, I care about Scooby-Doo because I grew up with that shit. I like Scooby-Doo too. Of course. Yeah. Of course you guys do. Uh, yeah, that's, Shit on that, Jeff. Shit on That's me. That's the yeah. week I'm having, so of course you guys <laughs> love it. I remember having Cartoon Network. It was Channel 31 on cable, and I remember each time that like Scooby-Doo would come out, it'd be like, Courage the Cowardly Dog, and I was like, dope. And then they'd be like, they'd pair Courage the Cowardly Dog with other like cartoons. So they'd be like, here's some Scooby-Doo, and I'm like, ah, fuck. I fucking hate Scooby-Doo, dude. It's just a stoner and a dog get, doing the same you know episode over and over. So in Canada, at least, we didn't get full Cartoon Network. We got their shows, but they would be on different networks. So the programming was very different. And we also got less children's cartoons in some respects. So uh, Scooby-Doo was one of those things that was see? always on regardless. You had less options. Therefore, you bonded with Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Ah, still a that's bond. That's what I'm saying. Huh? But like, still also a my bond. Friend, 
Yeah, also my friends would have, like, some of the Scooby-Doo movies on, like, VHS and stuff. So whenever we'd go, like, hang out, like, sometimes we'd watch a Scooby-Doo movie. So I have a lot of positive okay. memories. So my first point is, who gives a shit about <laughs> Scooby-Doo? Which apparently everybody cares about Scooby-Doo, and I just had never realized that Scooby-Doo was such a beloved character. He's a talking dog. That is cool. Well, here's my next point. It's not Scooby-Doo this, so much as that. It's the... It's what all five of the characters bring together. They were all, they all just worked very nicely together and they could represent, like, all five of them were different parts of a single person. Like, you could connect with each of those characters. That's what made okay. them so great. Okay. Well, then my next point is so they use Scooby Doo. That doesn't mean that that ruins your memory of Scooby Doo. Like, this show, Velma, is so far away from Scooby Doo. It is lightly Scooby Doo, only that, like, Fred looks like Fred. And that's about it. <laughs> like, really, outside of Fred, nobody else is the same. So yeah. this is lightly Scooby-Doo. If this ruins your memory of Scooby-Doo, I don't know what's wrong with you. Because this is Scooby-Doo, the, the character of Scooby-Doo is not in the show. Okay, so then to, to just, I oh guess, offer an alternative point to that point is it's not that it's ruining their memory of Scooby-Doo. I think people are mis miswording here. It's more that it's tarnishing what what good thing Scooby-Doo was and that the new generation that will, this might be their first introduction to Scooby-Doo now. It's if, going to be forever tainted because this, this will always be If this adult cartoon there. of Velma is your first introduction to Scooby-Doo, I would like to interview you. <laughs> yeah, That's so wild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, but that that's what it is, right? Because it's literally been like 20, 25 years since Scooby-Doo has been on television. So most of the people that this kind of humor would apply to have not experienced OG Scooby-Doo at all. They've no, just I'm experienced just a, the novelty of it. I'm just a dumbass who can barely spell on Twitter. <laughs> but like, I love Star Wars, like episode four, five, and six. I do not, I, I fucking hate the prequels. Those are garbage movies. And I don't like what Disney has done with it outside of I do like the Mandalorian. But I, I can agree with you on that. I can completely watch four, five, and six and enjoy them, except for there it's always the special edition with all the fucking random shit that George Lucas threw in there just to make some extra money by re-releasing the them in theaters. Like, can we not just have the originals? In in Return of the Jedi, when Luke Skywalker goes to Jabba's Palace and we have this weird, like potato green potato with like a like trombone lips singing do we need that i don't i don't want that i don't need this what the hell <laughs> it's so dumb they added like an extra 10 15 minutes to each movie of just shit that nobody needs and it's like can i just have the originals please but anyway what disney has done to star wars and what george lucas has dumbass did to star wars does not ruin how much i love four five six i can i can keep those things separate Vex. So Vex does this thing where she mutes her microphone. I'm still here. <clears throat> I'm so still, it makes I'm just, it hard I'm trying for her to mute to myself when I cough as well is the other thing because so you don't get a recording full of that. Act <clears> like <throat> this is a physical and you're a boy and just turn your head and cough so that way you can <laughs> still contribute to the podcast. It echoes. I'm sorry. I am the most sensitive one about sound and if I'm okaying you to cough so that I can still hear you like laughs and you're like scoffs, okay. then it's cool. Okay. No. Do you doubt. have any input on a no, I mean, I understand where you're coming from, but, like, at the same time, like, we live in a time where people get upset over just, like, colors, so... <laughs> yeah. <there's> that. 
<laughs> it's just like people will find a reason to be upset about anything and even if there's something that they can appreciate in a fandom they'll sh- they'll just still shit on everything that they have issues with within that fandom so that's true it, that's true it is what it is i mean that's why that's why twitter is what twitter is is that people fighting is what makes the twitter go well like with the star wars argument if i ask if like if i'm having a conversation because i don't care for star wars okay i'm gonna be honest but if someone's having a conversation about star wars they don't immediately go to what they love about star wars they immediately go to how disney has ruined star wars yeah like it's it's the automatic thought process to jump immediately to the negative even though you have so much love for the franchise regardless so that's true like you can never win with most people as a result so that is the the introduction to where I started off with Velma. And then so Kelsey went and watched it after I told her, I was like, dude, I don't think that people are understanding this show and like what they're trying to do. And so she went back and watched it. And so she has new thoughts, but she's not here. Um, okay. Was that just episode one? That, that no, she you, went through okay. and watched all of them. Oh, wow. Okay. I only How watched many is there? the first four. There are seven, seven right now. Out. Okay, so Vex, you just went and watched them today, and I didn't pay attention to your thoughts on Twitter so that I could hear them right now. Okay, Velma. Okay, see, this is and this is what I got shit on in my own chat for. Okay, (laughs) what first first episode? Okay, um, honestly, the signs are there that it's kind of going to be garbage, right? Like, just here's the thing: everyone in my like YouTube feed was doing reviews on it too, and I ignored all of them because you told me that we were gonna want we were gonna review it. So I was like, yeah. I don't want to go into this with any preconceived notions. They all hate it. I think I'm the only person I know who's like, it's fine. (laughs) Right. Um, I did watch like um, Copa Catania's review of it because he's, you know, he's my buddy there. Um, But his wasn't uh, more of a review. It was more of a critique of the writing style and the comedy. So it wasn't as much of a full depth review. Yeah. So first episode, I'm just thinking, well, for I hate Mindy Kaling. Okay, I can't stand the woman. She does brown women wrong. Okay, and as a brown woman, I feel ashamed that we are in the same ethnic class of people. How does she do brown women wrong? She's no, she's just she's just a poor representation of brown women in general. How so? That's all. In her wokeness and her crassness and her unfunniness. Okay. Hmm. Okay. So, and also her portliness. She looks like a fucking pig in a blanket. Oh, come on now. <laughs> like, okay. I okay. want to, I of course that want aside. to keep hearing your thoughts, but can I just okay. address what that I think Mindy Kaling's humor is? Okay. Because she does this a lot. Mm-hmm. She likes to shit on the main character, and the main character is usually her. And that person, because she also wrote like Never Have I Ever, and I watched the first two seasons of that, and constantly the main character is the butt of so many jokes. And Velma, okay. Velma is the butt of so many jokes. Like I would totally agree that this is some old garbage. If they like they, they make Velma and like she's this Indian girl, and everything she does is great, and people all love her, and they just make her into a total Mary Sue, I'd be like, yeah, this is woke, and this is the type of woke I don't like. But that's not what they do, dude. In the first episode, Velma sees her dad eating a plate of french fries. And she's like, dad, you cannot eat those. All you did was take them out of the container and slap them on a plate. Like, you got to put them in the oven to make them crisp again to enjoy them. (laughs) And he goes, Velma, last week I saw you pull a french fry out of the vacuum and eat it. So do not judge me. And I was like, dude, that's so funny. (laughs) Like, that's so funny. So anyway, her sense of humor a lot is like making fun of herself and also because like she showed up and did an episode of Sunny in Philadelphia mm-hmm. where it was right after the guy who plays Dennis, uh, Glenn Horton. 
Mm-hmm. Glenn Horton, I, I thought he was leaving the show because he just landed AP Bio like on a main on, on, on NBC and his character had a kid and the kid was in North Dakota. And at the very end of the season, he's like, I'm going to go raise this kid and I'm going to North Dakota. And I thought for sure that he wasn't coming back. Then the very first episode of the next season starts off with Mindy Kaling being like, oh, my God, you guys, you know, I'm just so happy to be a part of Patty's. And like at first, I didn't think that they were going to accept this brown girl. Like Frank pulled a gun on me and everybody goes, ha And Frank's like, I did pull a gun on you. I sure did. She's like, but you know what? They've grown. They've changed. They've evolved the way that they think. And they've really accepted this little brown girl. And I, th- Patty's is now my home. And then they all go into the back office and the, the back office. And she's like, do you think those liberal morons bought it? And they're like, yeah, totally. Because they were selling them wine that was called like Republican Tears or whatever like that. And they were like, yeah, dude. <laughs> so like. She likes to do, that's her style of joke writing is being like, woke idea, shit on woke idea. Okay, see, I don't, it, that's fine, okay? I don't care about her her style. I just, as a personality, I don't like her, okay? Okay. Okay, so that first episode, I was kind of, so I, I feel like, okay, this, I just have to be careful in how I, I talk for it. four minutes and I feel like I have a really good point that I've thought of for a week and you're like, neat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, you can't change my mind on Mindy Kaling. That's all. Okay. Or Mindy Kaling. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, so the first episode, I feel like there was, there were instances where it was kind of funny. Like I agree. The French fry thing was funny. I thought it was funny. Like how the, the, his, her dad is like dirt poor, but he still goes and knocks up like a pancake house waitress. And, and the way that they shoot. showed the pancake waitress. So like Velma and her dad are having a conversation. And she's like, mom went missing. And immediately what you do is you go out to the pancake house and you knock up a waitress. Like, really, dad? And then the camera pulls back slightly and the waitress is in the room. And she's just like, hey, I own that house, that pancake hut. <laughs> right. And then I liked how like the, they were taking photos of the baby kicking and you could see like its face in the in the skin. Like I thought that was kind yeah. of funny because yeah. pregnancy shoots are a thing that literally every celebrity does right now. And it's really cringy. Yeah. So there were instances in that first episode where I was like, OK, this can this can kind of work. Um, the, the opening scene with the shower and like, oh, like teenage dramas always have a lot of sex, like gratuitous, gratuitous sexuality and stuff like that in the first episode. I was like, OK, it's kind of trying to be satirical but then they ran that joke too long and it lost the humor that it could have had i don't think like the whole like seeing the cockroaches like fuck within the first 30 seconds was kind of weird i didn't think you needed to put that in to get your point across the problems i have with velma is not even the humor it's that they seem to like usually when you see the pilot episode of a show right the whole point is to try and hook the viewer in you don't lay all your cards on the table because well, the whole, from hold on let me finish all right because as a viewer right you want to get hooked and then see all each of those cards get revealed you don't want to see it thrown down right at the beginning instead of trying to develop velma as a character they just decide to throw everything out there in the first episode and i think that puts them as writers in a creative corner now because i'm really not going to give a shit about what happens to velma now i don't care that she's haunted by mysteries and all this shit because of her mom disappearing you laid all those cards out literally in one 30 second explanation and now any interesting character development you could have had for velma is gone that's my problem and it feels like it jumps it jumps a lot of guns instead of just again letting the narrative speak for itself 
I don't think that most comedies are driven by character development. Here's the thing, though. Think about all of the iconic sitcoms that are out there. Like, not even we're not even talking 70s or 80s. So just let's just okay. So like Seinfeld. So like the opening pilot, which actually was a true pilot. A pilot used to be like one episode that you would make to then give to networks to let mm. them see if they were going to buy it or to then like put out in front of test audiences to see how they felt about it mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. they would order a whole thing. They ordered this whole thing of Velma in advance. So it, it technically wasn't a pilot. Like the, this has already been said and done. Um, mm-hmm. So episode one of Seinfeld, Jerry's a piece of shit. His friends are a piece of shit. And then the at last episode of Seinfeld, they're all getting locked up because they've been called out for being a piece of shit over the last seven years. I haven't watched Seinfeld. Is that real? That is real. They they go to jail because they didn't intervene with a robbery of a fat guy. They just stood there and laughed at the guy for being fat. <laughs> and so then they get put on trial. And all the characters from the, all the different seasons, like the soup Nazi, the like Terry Hatcher's character, they all come out of the woodwork and they're like, here's the way that these idiots have wronged me. And then they get thrown in jail. Oh my Dang. Gosh. Okay, now I, I gotta watch they were, Seinfeld. like good people. I know. I was like, I thought they were good people born. Yeah. No. Sunny in Philadelphia. They've been pieces of shit the entire fucking (laughs) 13 years that they've been going. South Park, no character development. Venture Brothers, no character development. Like all these all these comedies, no character development. Here's the difference. Okay, if we take the South Park one, because that's the only one I really have watched out of the ones that you've mentioned and can actually connect with. Sure. If we take South Park, for example, I know South Park is unique in which you have the same characters showing up. And yeah, they have some backstory and all that stuff. But each episode is literally its own show. Like, it's not a carryover kind of thing, right? Yes, and And also, no. Okay, go on. That that used to be what they did, and then right around when they made Soto Sopa, like the posh, new, and uh, PC Principal showed up, Mm -hmm. then they started adding to a story, and things started carrying over. Okay, so just from the South Park, I know, right? Like, again, I haven't watched the whole series, but I've watched enough to understand, you know, what it's about and all that stuff. I get you. In Velma, though, I can see that they're trying to start a story arc, right? She's trying to solve her mother's mystery. There's a bunch of people getting their brains taken out of their skulls. So it's not a standalone in which this comedy or this jumping the gun would work. They're actually trying to build a narrative. And that narrative does have to be dependent on some character development. No. I mean, that's just a simple disagreement between the two of us. Like, I can't. I think that basically the plot just serves jokes and that's the way that most comedies are like, you know, you have a loose plot and then you just follow it and like me. Now, don't get me wrong. There are different examples of comedies that actually do have good writing and character progression, like The Office, which Mindy Kaling was one of eight writers on. (laughs) I didn't like like The the Office either. Oh, well, there you go. But like The Office, you see different characters like grow and change and they Mm -hmm. like, yeah. Like that is Jim definitely a better face. Yeah, Pam, Jim and Pam. Um, a horrible woman. I don't it, understand what that is. She's not. She's not great. Um, but if we sat and thought about different comedies, there are definitely examples of comedies that have people well, yeah, that, like and grow. Yeah, that, that's one of the great things about comedy is there's a lot of different ways you can take it. I'm just saying, from my perspective, watching that first episode, I feel like from what I see, what they're trying to do, they're they're just trying to jump a lot of guns to try and get it done, and it doesn't work. It's like okay. ADHD comedy to me. Okay. But see, I, I do agree. It is kind of a lot like ADHD comedy. And this is the type of stuff that I grew up watching, like on Adult Swim, like Aqua Teen Hunger Force and C-Lab 2021 and Brack Show. And it's just like, 
jokes and jokes and Venture Brothers. And I feel like this type of show is exactly like those type of shows or like even Family Guy, where it's like, well, that reminds me of when this happened. And then it's over here and then back to the plot. And then the plot goes on for a second, because, again, that's another show that like there's no character development. Like, dude, think about Simpsons. Bart is still in like the fourth grade. Like most shows. Oh, have- no, no. Here, okay. Here's why I disagree. The Simpsons, those earlier seasons, like if we're kind of like pre season 15, there was some legitimate character growth, and there are episodes that will make a grown man cry in there. Okay. So Who I'm, grew I'm as a, a character? Bart did. Marge did. How? Homer did. did. Explain so, it. Though. Okay. Take, okay. Take, for example, there's one episode where they explain how Maggie got conceived, right? They I show you how Homer. Like, he's still, yes, an idiot from episode to episode, right? Right. But it shows the sacrifice he chose to make because he wasn't ready for a third kid. But Do it knew- for her. Yeah. I know totally the like one. Condoms? No. <laughs> what so, a sacrifice. Man. We never see what Homer's looking at at his work. Like, we never see. We always just see the cameras pointing at him, and then he's mm-hmm. looking out across his desk. We find out that he's just got a ton of pictures of Maggie up. And that's what he stares at every day is a bunch of pictures of Maggie and it says do it for her. And I do agree that like that is so sentimental and all that kind of stuff. Homer didn't grow as a person. They retrospectively added that story. Yes, that's true. You have what if they do that to Velma? Like they still could do that again. So now watching four episodes, though, I don't see that happening because so so the first episode is like, okay, it's not as terrible as everyone says, but it feels a little bit lackluster in like in elements that I find important. And that right there, what you said, is totally the entire point I'm trying to make with all of this. It's okay. not nearly as bad as everyone says it is. It's, I, I think it's half decent, but it is definitely there. I sent you a couple of different reviews that I wanted you to look at before you came on. People are talking about this show like it's the fucking Antichrist. Yeah. They're like, this show is such garbage that you are dumb if you even turn it on. And not only that, they go out of their way to be like, do not watch this take my word for it because if you watch this you're going to show hbo that people have a demand for this and they'll make more of it we cannot have that to win this culture war do not do not even go watch it listen to me it is bad and i think that is so culty it's fucking weird every now and then the veil gets okay yeah the veil's been getting lifted really hard in 2023 so far by the way which is kind of we're going to circle back to that can Um, i go on a quick side venture do you want to go on a side venture real quick no, let's keep talking about Velma because I have yeah. more to say. Oh, no, I definitely have more to say as well. I was just going to tell okay. you about like cult, watching Velma was another like veil lift moment. Like you just said, I remember back in when Trump got elected in 2016, I did not really care. I woke up that morning and Mrs. Yeti was like, dude, Trump won. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. You got to be kidding me. I didn't mm-hmm. care. I didn't really care about him the entire time that he was president. Then mm-hmm. I was at work and I was so fucking bored and it was 2020. Uh, might have been 2019, the end of 2019. I was like, dude, all I hear about, and this was back in the day when like you could kind of trust CNN. It was like, yeah, they're biased, but they're not full-blown liars. You know what I mean? So it was like, all I hear about is that Trump is evil. Trump is this big, dumbass, fuck this guy, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go onto YouTube. I'm going to find his most recent rally or speech, whichever. I'm just going to watch it. I'm going to watch. No, I'm not going to listen to somebody tell me how it went. I'm just going to go listen to it and hear how it went. So I go and I listen to this whole like hour and a half that he talks. It's pretty fucking funny. He makes a, <laughs> he makes a, a bunch of really good points. And I'm like, dude, 
that was fucking rad. And then I watched them report on what I watched and they were like, he said this. And I was like, he was clearly joking. Everybody fucking <laughs> left. You're making it out like he said that in honest, but he clearly was not. And you guys are misreporting that so that you can get all your fucking like, er, 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 who just eat up everything that you say. <laughs> because most people will not go to the source and just listen. Yeah, get people angry and get them emotional, right? That's... And then just be like, don't you listen to what I think about this guy. You don't need to go watch. I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I saw with Velma. It's like everybody's like, do not. They flat out were saying, don't go watch this. It will make them HBO make more. What do you care what HBO does with their fucking money? You're not going to make or break HBO. Yeah, I hate to break uh, it to you, but Kayla's 100% correct. You will not make or break HBO. You won't, but HBO is breaking with the amount of people that have bought them out just in the last two years. Well, the amount of mergers, it. I should say. Mergers. And then, so that was another Veilith moment with Velma. I was like, because here's not, I'm not trying to say that this is the best show ever. I like it enough that I will continue to watch it, whether we review it or not. Like, I like it that much. But also, we're watching just about anything right now because we're home all day, every day. So that's not really saying that much. Yeah. If there if there was other shit on, I would put that above watching the new episode of Velma. But, like, I like it enough. I, I laugh a couple of times per episode. And for the way that the Internet's acting towards this thing, it's just like, whoa, dude. Whoa. It is not that fucking bad. Yeah, yeah. I would say it's polarized if there was anybody else on my fucking side. Yeah. Um, Okay, here's the thing. Those are my opinions for episode one, and then I feel like episode two, three, especially four, it just went, I didn't like it at all. Okay. Um, Yes, Kat. Hi, Um, Kitty. (laughs) He comes and he stands up on the chair and he taps my shoulder to get my attention. Oh and my god, that's so cute. I know. <laughs> what does um, he okay. look like? He's a little he's a little brown Bengal. He looks like a little tiger essentially. Oh. She posted on Twitter quite a bit. Yeah, I posted him today actually because he judged me when I woke up this morning. Um so okay, second episode. Okay, it was it was okay. Here's the problem I had with the second, third, and fourth episode, okay? First of all, it got really gay really quickly out of nowhere. And it, I'm, <laughs> it was yeah, weird. You are right. Yes, it did. Um, because, well, what happened that makes you say that? Okay, so, like, the whole dynamic between Daphne and Velma. In the first episode, it's like, oh, they used to be best friends. Then Daphne got hot and she abandoned Velma. So it was kind of like a broken hearts friendship thing, right? And Velma likes Fred. So it was like. Yeah, and Velma made it clear that she likes Fred. So I was like, okay, so part of, I guess, the story we'll see throughout this first season is them probably getting their friendship back together because, you know, Scooby-Doo, they're all in a group together, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, in the second episode, they have a lesbian love for each other just out of nowhere. And I was I was just like, why did it have to turn sexual? Why couldn't this just be a positive female friendship thing? That was yep. really weird to me. Um, so I feel like there was nothing there. Then on top of that, there was just like, I didn't like... I know people maybe give me flack for this, but I thought the lesbian cops were a little bit cringe. Oh. Um, not not because like they were like over the top caricatures, but it just felt really unnecessary for what kind of void they were trying to fill in the plot. That's all. Okay. So when it goes to like the woke stuff, like The Last of Us, it's like, I don't like this type of stuff where it's like, here's a whole episode about these two gay dudes. And like, it's a fine love story and all that kind of stuff. But it's like, here, take it. I know you thought you were watching a zombie show, but now you're going to watch two guys bang. <laughs> like right. Wait, action, Why did it have to be the whole episode? <laughs> I, 
God. But here's the part about Velma that I actually like. So they have these two lesbian cops. The lesbian cops are, they have adopted Daphne. And I would totally not like this type of content if it was like these two detectives are the best in the game. They are fucking, they're so great at their job. Everybody likes them. They fucking can do no wrong. I'd be like, ugh, woke garbage. But like, yeah, they're lesbian cops, but they fucking suck at their job. They shoot Fred in the legs after following Velma into Fred's house, thinking Velma was a package thief. <laughs> no, I don't. Open fire I know. on That's Fred. Kind of, like, I just, I, I love don't. It. I just don't, because it's just, they keep pushing the whole lesbian part of that relationship on us a little bit, I felt. I was just like, that's not necessary for what secondary, or sorry, tertiary characters they are. I would agree if you said that they're pushing the whole Velma and Daphne thing. That is kind of forced and kind of like, okay, whatever. But, like, Daphne having two lesbian cop parents is it's just fucking funny. They're like, okay. they're like look at I, all these I was just stoner like, kids eating sheet cake. You thinking what I'm thinking? Yeah, let's go get sheet cake. Get sheet cake, <laughs> yeah. No, it just felt unnecessary, right? Um, I don't, I don't like what they did with... Um, shaggy there we go um because the shaggy that we all know it's like okay take the stoner element outside of it shaggy kind of just goes and does his own thing and he's so kayla hasn't seen it at all explain to kayla shaggy in velma oh Mm -hmm. yeah i will i'm getting there okay you know what you know what classic shaggy is like right it's like scoob okay now this jinkies oh that one's yeah this this um this modern shaggy so complete race swap first of all um, and he is He's a black. super, super oh, simp. What? Yeah, Shaggy's he, black for Velma the entire Sh- show. Shabby, Shaggy is not only black. His name is Norville. It's not Shaggy. It's Norville. How yeah. do we know it's Shaggy? What about him? Speaks Shaggy. He's got the green shirt and the red, the red brown pants. Yeah. Other okay. Than that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. His name is Norville. He's got a huge crush on Velma. And so here's another common complaint Nuh-uh. that I see. Yeah. So here's another common complaint that I see on like all those reviews on the internet. It's like, oh my God, Shaggy's a simp. Dude, the term simp is new and it's getting used a whole bunch, but the archetypal character of a guy who's in love with a girl who doesn't really like him back has been around for fucking ever. So to be the like different. Okay, here's the difference though, is at least for those first like two, three episodes, you don't actually get to learn anything about Norville aside from the fact that he will do anything to get Velma. And the other thing, too, is we don't even know why he likes Velma so much, because there's almost no redeeming qualities in the relationship that they share, because she just seems to shit on him more than anything. Oh, in a later episode, we see them meet as kids. OK, it's but a split second, first... and okay. I don't quite remember what happened. OK, in these first few episodes, though, you're just genuinely wondering why this guy is willing to do anything like even when he confesses her love, she just laughs in his face. Yes, like, she, she has big boobies. Yeah, she's a she's a chubby brown chick. Yeah. Okay. Okay. There you go for reference. Velma's getting interviewed by the cops, and Velma's like, "I don't even shower in the showers at school." And they're like, "Oh, honey, is it because you're fat?" And she's like, "No." (laughs) Is it because you got a handsome face? And she's like, "No." And like, is it because of the hairy arms? And she's like, "No." (laughs) Oh my god, that's awesome. (laughs) So yeah, I didn't like all the gay shit we suddenly got out of just nowhere. Literally, like that whole Daphne Velma thing could have. And then the weird thing is that she still likes Fred. So now they're just trying to make her this weird pansexual, bisexual thing. Did you get to where she stops liking Fred and why? No, I've only I I watched the first four. The the fourth episode was it for me. I I just can't remember when they did these scenes. But so Velma forces Fred kind of forces just like makes him read a, a feminism book. 
And so mm-hmm. he, he becomes super feminist and he starts liking her back because he's like, I get it now. It's not just about how banging your bot is. It's also about <laughs> yeah, your that brain. Was the fourth episode. Yeah, it was the fourth episode. Yeah. And then so he's explaining something to Velma and Velma tries to interrupt him. And he's like, shh, a feminist is speaking. <laughs> like, that's so oh funny. my god <laughs> i i didn't like that fourth episode at all because it got all woman-centric and then they started talking about the patriarchy and how women need to defend themselves and how oh we're we're not sexualizing ourselves for all of this we're sexualizing ourselves for this but then they start luring men with their sexualization so that was one of my examples of like the woke shit get shit on later in the episode so velma's talking about how all these hot girls keep getting killed and mm-hmm. she's like here's what's going on, man. He's killing all these hot girls. So maybe these hot girls need to like, they need to tone it down. They need to stop like capturing the male gaze, which is the first time I've heard the male gaze out anywhere else. Like Friday <laughs> night. Shit back in a ponytail, put your glasses yeah. back. On. <laughs> so she makes a whole speech about how like girls don't need to be like gussying up for men. And then later in the episode, we find out the girls like to be hot because they like to be hot. And it has nothing to do really with men. It's just because they like to. And which then I they liked. have, yeah, the way, and then they had part. Velma teach them fuggo camp. <laughs> so yeah, Velma which was, was really cringe, in all honesty, because it, was she so kept, funny. And it wasn't funny to me because they all just looked like those typical like Tumblr lesbians that you see everywhere. Like they Tum- look like they what's haven't showered. Yeah, what's a Tumblr lesbian? <laughs> okay, um, they're generally unattractive women with odd mm-hmm. or weird haircuts giant glasses a bunch of facial piercings sometimes <laughs> colored hair and oh. literally look like they're wearing potato sacks for clothes we call those okay. basics around here basic bitch okay but like she takes everything that made these girls like interesting and just basically like again makes them into potato sacks. i didn't like that episode at all i just okay. like i could feel the messaging really being pushed on me there i like again i liked that they just like oh these girls just want to be hot for the sake of being hot because right. it's like makeup like I wear makeup because I want to feel good about myself. That's just me. It's not for anyone else. They take but, the preachy woke character of Velma and then they shit on her later. I, I still couldn't take it though. I still couldn't then, do it. So Kayla, what they did is she gets them all ugly to like uglied up. And so like, they're all kind of like stinky and their hair's like one of them's got a huge, <laughs> one of them's got a huge Afro that I think birds were living in. <laughs> yes. And so now nobody Vex, will kidnap to- you now. Now, Vex, I'm not trying to make this like a personal slight, okay? That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. I'm not, but I think that a lot of people are taking this show fantastically too seriously. I agree with you because, like I said, it's not that, like, this is not my show, okay? Four episodes in, I'm going to tell, like, this is not my show. I think there's bits and pieces of it that are enjoyable, but, like, I do agree that it's being way blown out of proportion how bad this is. And that is the, that is the main thing that I'm trying to say. Yeah. I agree is with that you there. This no, thing is being made out like it's the fucking antichrist in terms of media. And all I'm trying to say is it's not that bad. That's it. I would I argue The Last of Us is worse than this. Like, I personally find it funny because this type of humor is exactly the type of shit I like. Like, my favorite shows are South Park, Sunday in Philadelphia. Like, all these, like, where jokes just keep coming. And, like, if there's not character development, I don't fucking care. I just care if the jokes are kind of funny. Like, that's all I'm really here for. And mm-hmm. I give a lot of wiggle room to comedies when it comes to, like, storytelling or, like, gotcha. because the whole point, like, think of Zoolander. Like, we literally watched well, Zoolander last night because we're so out of shit to watch. We watched Zoolander. Zoolander mm-hmm. is about fucking nothing. The yeah. The plot of Zoolander is a sentence. <laughs> but that's not why I, I, Zoolander is funny. Mm-hmm. 
no, I, I agree. Comedy can take liberties, right? Because the whole point is to make you laugh at the end of the day. It doesn't matter how it gets there. Yeah. I'm just saying the way that the way I see Velma laid out and what they're trying to do, I would like to have a little bit of character in there to help tie it all together a little bit nicely. I This just is not a show for me, but I agree with you. It's not as bad as everyone is saying, saying it is. Thank you. But I do feel it's lackluster. I do feel like it's missing a lot of things. Oh, that's it's totally certainly fine. missing the charm. Oh, and um, I agree with you on a lot of like a lot yeah. of what you said. Like, don't get me like wrong. On technical things. It feels like it's missing a lot, which Some... makes it a bad show in my eye. Some of the woke stuff doesn't go unchecked, and every now and then it's like, you know, like when they're talking about the pay gap, and then the pay gap is even higher between women of minorities. Like that joke never got shit on or whatever. Like I, I fucking kept track of all of this. <laughs> like it's like there's a woke joke. Does it get fucking punked on? And almost every time it did. But I will agree that like it is more like eh, wokey SJ, whatever you want to call it. It is a little bit more tinged that way than it is in the fair angle. And I would also say that it's a type of comedy and type of humor that does not resonate with most people i thought that kayla would love strangers with candy that's another show that i fucking love i strangers with candy is probably the funniest show i've ever seen and i thought funnier than community hold on yes in my opinion (gasps) but see here's the thing i have a kind of weird sense of humor that i find that hilarious i find the mighty boosh hilarious i find velma not hilarious i think i find velma funny but like so anyway, I show with candy the mighty bouge. You yeah, I still gotta watch that. That's still on. I have it saved. I haven't watched it. So yet. I thought that Kayla like would have the same type of humor as me because like we podcast a lot. She laughs at a lot of the shit I say. I was like, I bet you she will like Strangers with Candy. She tried to watch it. And she's like, this shit is fucking terrible. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> she could not stand it, and I was like, oh. And it just comes down to like, if you have that type of humor, you will love Strangers with Candy, and if you do not, then you will not. Wait, wait, so what comedies did you like then, Kayla? Um, oh, yeah. I was going to ask you this, Vex, but I wanted to save it for the pod. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, what kind of comedy do you like, Kayla? I like It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Cool. Anything else or is that it? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen very much stuff, to be I, We honest. know you don't like Strangers of Candy. Have you ever seen The Mighty Boosh? No. Oh, okay. I'm trying to think of what else. Vex's like favorite person ever, Noel Fielding. She yeah. like lo- she like loves him. And I was like, have you seen the Mighty Boosh? And she was like, no. And I was like, what? Like that's the thing I've that made him, him famous. Just, yeah, I've just seen him in all the live stuff and in the IT crowd, which I love as well. So I I really enjoy his person. And I'm glad that you like him. Things. I'm so glad that you like him. Just like the Mighty Boosh is what. Like that is what he's known for. And then luxury comedy. He has another show called luxury comedy. That's the same Mm -hmm. type of humor as mighty boosh. Also very fucking funny. Why is it called boosh? What does that mean? I don't know. It's just a weird fucking show. (laughs) I love trailer park boys. Okay. Okay. And then I wanted to ask you vex. What comedy do you like? Okay. My favorite comedy shows are the it crowd, the British version. Toast of London. Yes, I love that show. Okay, Louder Milk. Hold on, what does he say? He's like fucking in Toast of London. It's the guy that is his nemesis. He's like, yeah, oh, fucking Matt Berry. Brad- yeah, Matt Berry's the guy. Yeah. Oh, have yeah. you seen uh, What We Do in the Shadows? Yes, I've seen the okay. movie, not the show, not the show. Just watch the show. Okay, um, I did really enjoy that movie though. Um, where was I? What did I say last? You said. Tea and crumpets. 
It's something I didn't recognize about milk after. Oh, louder milk. I liked louder milk. The third season was a little bit preachy, but I still enjoyed it. Um, Brooklyn nine, nine up until like season five. Yeah, I agree. Community, community, just season four, not so much, but even like season six, when they went to Yahoo, I enjoyed that. Um, trying to think what other comedies were there. I just, yeah. I also just generally enjoy the movie The Other Guys with. Yeah, I know it. Mark Wahlberg and, and what's his I name? I do Ferrell. love that movie. And I that's like that kind of long, but it's entertaining, like the whole. Yeah, I think that's through. Will Ferrell's best movie. I know everyone else says Step Brothers or like Talladega Nights, yeah. but no, I think The Other Guys was it. Other Guys is uh, good. I do like Other Guys as well. Yeah. So, see, we, those... we laugh at a lot of the same stuff, but. Yeah. It would just... be like. If oh, and you Clone like High. The... Clone High as well. Mm, I don't know that one. I've never heard of any of those. Sorry, wow. there's a lot of noise there. Okay. Um, <laughs> when you have, since you have nothing else to watch, there yeah. was a golden goose of a show that MTV had back in 2001 called Clone High. It only ran for one season and it got canceled because of the Gandhi character. Oh, it sounds familiar. I swear yeah. I've, I've heard of this. It's an animated show. I'm sure you've seen a clip or something of it. Um, but they decided uh, two years ago to revive it. And earlier this week, actually, the first episode leaked online. I've been kind of worried about this because of where re- yeah. remasters and stuff. Because it's going. 2023. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the humor that they had in that first season 20 years ago would not fly at all today. Yeah. In any way, I highly recommend you check it out, though. It's about a bunch of students that go to a high school. They're clones of famous figures. And they're they're all kind of cloned for a specific reason and run by this whole shadowy organization that's literally called the League of where Shadowy could I, Figures. Where can I find it? You should be able to find all the episodes on YouTube and all honestly. If not, I'll send you a bootleg link. Okay. Well, I don't like shady behavior like that. So is it streaming on anything? <laughs> um HBO owns most of I don't MTV's know these catalog. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I guess see if they have it. Again, I don't know if they cut a lot of things out because of the wokeness. Like, oh. the reason the show got canceled in the first season, so one of the clones is Gandhi, but he's nothing like the actual Gandhi. Like, he thinks he's a rapper. He thinks he's a G and all this stuff. He just I may wants have to seen have this. Sex with ladies. That's actually awesome. That sounds familiar. <laughs> I may have seen and, this. Okay, and then people got really upset with the with the um, with this caricature of Gandhi, and they complained oh, no. so much that the show ended up getting canceled. Um, I'm Googling it right now. It's just for pictures. Ah, this looks super familiar. I think I've seen this. Oh, yeah. JFK is in there, too. Yep. He's in there, too. He talks like JFK, yeah. I've seen this. I've seen this. What a party Um, Two things. Like, what you said about how Clone High could never be made today, that's Strangers with Candy. It's fucking great. She has this friend that she hates but she, he's the only guy who will talk to her also kind of a simp his name's like felipe i think or something or no fernando no orlando orlando is what his name anyway he's like filipino but she never calls him that he she always calls him every other asian ethnicity possible one day he's listening to like headphones and she's like let me see what you got there and she puts it on her ear and then she throws it down onto her mashed potatoes and she goes Ugh, sounds like a monkey being worked over with a pipe <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I love I've got I've got it pulled up here. I'll I'll check out the first episode at, at the very least. Um, it starts hitting its stride in season two. So I gotta watch a whole. Okay, it's only no. Just watch season, season two. Just watch season two. 
That's right. But That's what, what I was supposed to do. There's, and I forgot. there's no character development whatsoever. She's an, a former junkie who dropped out of high school and now she's gone to jail and she's reformed herself and she's going back to high school in her 40s. That's it. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Ooh, I just started watching My Name is Earl. I like that show. Oh, I like My Name is Earl too. That's I liked it. Oh, King of the Hill as well is a good one. That's it. Yeah. Dude, King of the Hill. When that came out when I was a kid, I hated King of the Hill. But as I've grown yeah, older, I'm like, here. dude, this show rules. Right? It's adult humor for sure. It's adult humor 100%. They're trying and to revive that too. Then one more point that I want to point out about like the cult and how people are just insane lately is that so everybody hates Velma, fuck Velma. Well, guess who owns Scooby-Doo? That would be Warner Brothers. And everybody is also like, yay, like the same crowd that hates Velma is also like, yay, Harry Potter. Yay, uh, what's it, Hogwarts Legacy. That game's going to be dope. I'm going to buy 14 copies just to hand out when I stream. I'm going to hand out copies so that we can own these woke libtards who hate J.K. Rowling for thinking women are women. Fuck those people. Guess what? That's also Warner Brothers. So, Dude, did I not make this point last week on the podcast? This is the exact problem I have with the Hogwarts Legacy thing. Is you guys, these are the same group of people that hate what they did to all of the DC movies. They hate that they fired Henry Cavill. They hate what James Gunn is doing. They hate this woke bullshit at HBO. But they're totally fine giving Warner Brothers money for a game because it upsets one part of the left wing. Yep. Your ideology we forget, doesn't make any sense. You're still we forget giving money. J.K. Rowling is also super duper woke. Yeah, I don't like. I don't understand this logic at all. Like, buy a game if you want to play it. Don't fall for this bullshit baiting. It's not. I totally like, understand. And I see all of these people on like, like. Okay, I don't want to name drop in case there's big names that listen to your podcast or whatever. They're but actually, Melanie Mack, for example, right? I don't know she, who she is. Okay, she's a pretty big Twitter. She like says she's Christian and all this stuff. And she has like a lot of anti-woke commentary, we'll say, just to briefly sum it up. But she's all like pro Hogwarts legacy and all this stuff. I'm like, do you even know what J.K. Rowling was saying before she had this one part of her ideology that doesn't line up? Uh-huh. Do you even agree with what Warner Brothers is doing with all of this other propaganda that goes directly against your religious beliefs that yeah. you, you've put out there on Twitter and in videos many, many times before, but you're still propping up, oh, I'm going to get Hogwarts Legacy, just ordered the deluxe edition. Like, I'm okay. Like, it's again, we're human, right? We have contradictions. That's totally fine. But to be that completely unaware of something and still prop it up really blows my mind. Yeah. Like, it really blows my mind. But this goes back to just what we were talking about with Twitter. Like, the way Twitter works is it kind of likes to, like, you get most engagement when both sides of an of an issue get riled up and have at each other. And so that just leads to people going into these tribes. Like, mm-hmm. people have gone away with religion. Like, we're, we're done with that. But what we are, we're still going to have religion. It's just going to be under the guise of, like, Fauci and masks and MAGA hats. And, like, that's going to be our new religion. And my tribe says, yay, Hogwarts legacy. And I don't give a fuck to listen to anybody who contradicts that. And I'm just going to get all my information from X, Y, and Z. That's it. I don't I, know. I'm, I think I'm people agree with you. It's the same. Again, I have this issue with Hogwarts Legacy. And it's this is the veil lifting. Another yeah. instance of the veil lifting. Because I'll tell you what. They put out their gameplay or like their, their uh, launch trailer. Like, what, two days ago? I think it was on Friday. Oh, they've been putting up updated stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, they they put out their official launch trailer. At least that was the title of it when it came out. Official launch trailer. That game looks like fucking dog shit. And I'll tell you what else, because you're a video game chick. So do you know who makes Hogwarts Legacy? Like what develop? who developed it? Oh, it's called... <sighs> Say Avalanche. Avalanche Studio. 
Avalanche Studios. Yeah, so they do you know what else they've made? No, not off the top of my head, no. Of course you don't, because they make fucking shit. One of the main games that they've made <laughs> that I remember is that they made Mad Max. And Mad Max was like maybe a 6.5 at fucking It was a mid-game. I remember when that came they out. They make yeah. mid-fucking games. Like, here's the thing, dude. Insomniac is making a Wolverine game. Insomniac fucking rules. I honestly don't give a fuck about Wolverine, but I know that game is going to be fucking great because Insomniac makes bitching games. So, Avalanche, so they made... Uh, Insomniac, they made Spider-Man and Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. Um, so the thing with with that argument, though, with studios having shit, you know, previous history. So Motive Studios that just did the Dead Space remake. The Dead Space remake has been doing really well with people. And it wasn't just a, like a straight remaster. Like they added in side quests and all this shit and they expanded the universe. They added in gender gender neutral bathrooms. <laughs> Don't get me started on the garbage sprinklings <laughs> they put in there, right? Oh, but overall, it seems to be doing well, and Motive Studios has a really shit track record. Their biggest oh. IP that they had worked on prior to this was Star Wars Battlefront 2. Yeah, dude. Hold on. I'm not saying that Avalanche couldn't knock it out of the park with Hogwarts Legacy. Oh, and I, but there's, matter there's fact, a trail. I hope that they do, dude. I hope Hogwarts comes out, and it's basically Elden Ring, but with just like Wizard. A Harry Potter facade over it. I don't give a. I, I honestly don't care about Harry Potter. And like, even if I liked it as a kid, I'm an adult man now. What the fuck do I care? But if I get to ride around on a Pegasus and fuck up dragons or some shit with magic voodoo spells, I'm fucking down. I'll do it. Yeah, but no, I'm in totally agree. That's the problem I have with Hogwarts Legacy is people aren't buying. Okay, I guess we. Okay, hold on. What? I feel like social media does polarize a lot of things. So let's take yep. that out of the equation because most people that want to play this game don't give a fuck about what's going on. They want to play it because they want to play it. So, but yeah, don't be buying this fucking game because you want to stick it to the man because all you're doing it is sticking it to a woke company with a right. woke creator. And, and you're not guess what? A difference at all. <laughs> the man that you're sticking it to is weaponizing you for profit. Yeah. 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 So yeah. guess what? Because I mean, like we said, people who are saying don't watch Velma take my word for it so that HBO doesn't make more of it everybody getting upset about Velma does mean that HBO is raking in some watch hours they're making they're probably getting a lot of return not on investment <laughs> not for me they're not <laughs> owned them oh no I say that because I don't have a HBO Max. oh because you know, you're I, a pirate I the C's. yeah exactly I get you but um everybody flipping out about Velma made Velma into a thing and if people would have oh. just been like nah and just moved on it would have been a fart in the wind. I never would have watched it. This is the other thing. You hate what HBO is doing, but you still subscribe to HBO Max. <laughs> I do? No, just people in general oh. that are shitting on this. Like, you still willingly gave money to HBO Max for this, even though you hate <laughs> what content they're making. Again, I mean, it doesn't make sense. I don't give HBO money. I know somebody who does. <laughs> but here's right. It, but the whole point is, is that you're still supporting it at the end of the day. It's no, different. I. Yeah, right. no, I get you. And um so, Yeah. Yeah, I, I get you. I just don't want to do the whole pirate life for me type thing. If you make like we're reviewing The Last of Us, we're talking about Velma. There's a ton of content that comes out on HBO that we like talk about and stuff like that. And if that means that they get X out amount of money out of me, then that's fine. Oh, I just can't be bothered to spend seventeen dollars a month on HBO for it's seventeen dollars. Well, that's before. So after you do the conversion and then you have to factor in the taxes because Canada taxes all that stuff. So it's close to $20 a month for HBO Max for me. That's like Netflix is coming up on 20 bucks a month. Like kind of fuck that, dude. Like we'll check back in like maybe every three months we'll come back to Netflix because it's getting to be a little outrageous. 
Sorry. My my mom watches all the Indian stuff they put on Netflix. That's why, like, I tried to cancel our Netflix <laughs> after the cuties thing. And she um, loves it? No, not cuties. No, it's all the Indian content she loves. So we keep it for that. Um, and then because they pay for Amazon Prime, we have Prime included for free. So that's fine. Well, let's but, put a button on our Velma talk with Vex. Would you use your professional voice to give a, a speaking of giving somebody a monthly amount of money? Would you please pitch to dear listener, the 8750 Patreon or becoming a member on Spotify? I don't know if my professional voice is going to come through very nicely because I have a sore throat. <clears> throat> Great success. Okay. Was there music or something that was going to play in the background for this? Yes. Give me two seconds. Okay pontificate about something <laughs> my cat wants to eat again um, <laughs> he's sitting here under my feet just looking at my face right now how often do you have to feed a cat okay here's the thing with okay enough fuckers. about that here we go <laughs> the music's too loud better that's better Dear listener, are you looking for a fantastic podcast that discusses a wide range of topics? Yes. You should subscribe on Patreon, where you can join the where you can join the official <laughs> 8750 Discord, where not only do we discuss food, politics, and whatever the hell is going on on Twitter, but you also get premium access to some of the most beautiful sheet pictures in the world. Yeah. How much does this cost you? Not a whole lot of your time, and just five dollars a month. And there's no tax on that. Subscribe to 8750 and get what you're missing. Yeah! Woo! Applause. That's beautiful. It is so good. Thank you.